Let's talk about choosing a self-directed IRA custodian, shall we? I'm Brian Ellis. This is episode number 287. It's time. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting worldwide from selfdirected.org Central Command. Located far from the corruption of Wall Street and Washington, you're listening to Self-Directed Investing with your host and the voice of the self-directed investor revolution, Brian Ellis. Hello, Self-Directed Investor Nation. Welcome to the broadcast of record for savvy alternative asset investors like you, where in each episode, I help you to find, understand, and profit from exceptional alternative investment opportunities. Boy, I am potentially opening a can of worms today, but that's okay. And before I do, let me go ahead and say to the three or four self-directed IRA custodians who don't like being held accountable for their own words and will likely want to send me a cease and desist order after you hear this episode, don't bother. You're not the only IRA companies who suck. You're just among a small group. So I'm not even talking about anyone in particular today, but you know, if the shoe fits. So self-directed IRA companies, big topic. Let's dig into it today on episode number 287, shall we? To join the conversation here on SDI Talk, give us a call toll-free at 833-SDI-TALK or send email to feedback at sditalk.com or probably best of all, visit today's show page at sditalk.com slash 287 and join the conversation there. So allow me to say right off the bat, I think that most self-directed IRA companies do a good job for their clients. I really do. I think the quality of service in that industry has, on average, risen quite a bit in the past five years as more competitors have entered the marketplace and have forced some of the older, sloppier operations to do a better job. But it would be absolutely incorrect to say that there aren't some bad apples in the bunch and you need to avoid them. But the bad apples are, thankfully, the exception rather than the rule. I'm not going to tell you what custodian to choose today, because the answer to that question can be very different for you than for me, but I'm going to act like the IRS a little. Rather than tell you what you should do, I'm going to tell you what you shouldn't do. So here's the first big no-no. Do not choose a custodian just because they are large or old. Really, don't do it. I know of custodians that have multiple billions of dollars of assets under care, have been in business for a very long time, and who have a whole lot of client accounts, and still, they're terrible, just awful. So don't choose a custodian just because they're large or old. And the opposite is true, too. There, there are several really large custodians that do a great job. I just think you should not give preference to a company, an IRA company, just because they're large or old. Now, if you are one of the people who do prefer a larger custodian, I do have a tip for you. Consider giving preference to the companies who have the largest average account size, not the biggest number of accounts and not the most total assets, but the largest average account size. In other words, ask the custodian to tell you what their total assets under custody is and their total number of client accounts and divide the amount under custody by the number of client accounts, and whatever that number is, is their average account size. My advice, based on anecdotal experience, albeit a whole lot of it, is that a company with a larger average account size than another company tends to provide better service if they are otherwise similar companies. I'm not sure why that is, 
And I'm basing that largely among the bigger custodians, the ones who have the largest uh, average account sizes tend to have the least complaints in my vast experience. So the second big no-no is this. Do not buy in to the presumed credibility that comes with having attorneys, even those who claim great knowledge of tax and IRA law, at the helm of your IRA company. Remember, my friends, at the end of the day, these people are not serving as your legal counsel. They are your IRA custodians. So here's my tip associated with this no-no. Your lawyer is obligated to act and advise with your best interests in mind. Your IRA company isn't. No matter how many lawyers work for your IRA company, you still need a third-party attorney who you pay for that specific service, and that attorney should be disconnected from your IRA company entirely to eliminate conflicts of interest. And for that reason, I think you should disregard any perceived credibility that might come from working with an IRA firm that is run by attorneys. The third big no-no. Be very careful when you see the words IRS approved. Absolutely no investments are approved by the IRS, period. If you doubt that, see the notice published by the IRS about that very topic that I've linked on sditalk.com slash 287, where the IRS states this exact thing in no uncertain terms. Also, your alarm bells should begin to sound if you're pointed to a piece of the IRS field manual for justification in calling a thing IRS approved. All the field service manual is is a guide for IRS agents to use during audits. Now, that is important, but it can be changed at any time, absolutely any time, by the IRS chief counsel or the treasury secretary without submitting those changes to or getting approval from Congress or the public or anybody else. That means that what is quote-unquote approved today could be prohibited tomorrow. And thus my tip for this particular uh, no-no is to have a bias against those who suggest or otherwise try to ride the concept of IRS approval. And remember that even if the IRS does in fact approve something, which they don't, but if they did, that approval would be true for all IRA companies and not just those who hitch their star to the concept of IRS approval. My friends, there are actually four more rather serious no-nos that I want to share with you, but to do so will drive us over our time limit for today, so be sure to join me tomorrow for this very show. In fact, if you enjoy what you're hearing here, I'd be eternally grateful if you'd stop by iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or wherever you listen to this show and give us a rating and review and subscribe to the show. That really helps us a lot, and I'll be so grateful to you. My friends, thank you for listening, and remember, invest wisely today and live well forever. That's all for now, but your training is far from over. Go right now to selfdirected.org slash freedom to download your complimentary guide that shows how to break your investment capital free from Wall Street's corruption and Washington's propaganda. And you'll also get instant access to hundreds more episodes of this show at no cost to you. Send your questions, comments, and speaking inquiries for Brian to feedback at selfdirected.org. And don't even think about relying on what you've just heard as legal or professional advice, because it's not that. And you know it. Copyright 2017, SDIIP Trust, all rights reserved.